Oh, oh, how are you doing, man? I'm fine. Back, back to the same spot. How you doing? Is my is my hair okay? Oh, you look great, man. You, you I can look great. Start, you can start the New York Fashion Week right away. <laughs> uh, New York Fashion Week, cool. That's really cool. The new digital New York Fashion Week, you know. <laughs> digital New York Fashion Week, yeah. You know, my friends they use. I mean, they used to go on all the fashion weeks around the cities, around the world, and that's not that's not looking good. That's right. not looking good. Yeah. yeah. Well, even in Milan, <laughs> here in Europe, you know, in Milan and Paris, they stopped the Fashion Week. You know, for example, yeah. um, it was during, you know, in the middle of the Fashion Week when the coronavirus spread. You know, exactly. around. You know, and so you know, Armani did the fashion show without any, you know, guest, without any p people inside, and then they stopped everything. Versace, Philippe Line, you know, and all those big brand. The, those yeah, big brands. I remember. I have most of my friends, many of my friends, uh, <laughs> who 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 in that circuit. They were in Milan, you know, and they had to fly back to New York. Immediately, and, uh, it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. It wasn't yes. funny. Yes, it, it, uh, I, I can I can assume that it was not funny. But we'll see what what's next. Now in Switzerland, this week we had a lot of people that were you know affected with the virus, you know, and maybe the you know the government wants to you know to close some some things again, like the industry that they work in it with events because you know. Uh, one week ago, um, a guy with uh, with the coronavirus uh, joined a party in a club, yeah. in and then all of a sudden, all the people that were at the party uh, are in quarantine right now. So, wow. so you know, now the government is talking about you know about the events and all the things. And I think I, I, I think they they did very well, you know. Um, but at the same time, they did very fast because they, they said at the beginning, you know, we want to start, you know, I'm talking now about, about the, you know, the, the entertainment industry, about the club nightlife. Yeah. They said at the beginning, we want to start only with 300 people, you know, yeah. then at the end of the summer, we can scale it on 1000 people, you know, and yeah. like uh, in two weeks, they went from 300 people to 1000 again, you know. Yes. And uh, I think maybe this part was too too fast, you know, too quick. Yes. But we'll see what happens. They didn't but decide. It's, but it's it's hard to figure it out. You know, I I don't know what's the right doses uh, mm -hmm. because it's like you need to balance between mm -hmm. the disease which is real and mm -hmm. the need for people to interact and make livelihood. You understand? Mm -hmm. um, and I know in Europe it's quite different than here in the U.S. in mm -hmm. terms of how much and how the government is helping people that are staying home. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, I don't think it's an easy it's an easy equation. Uh, but I think that's the way you do it. I mean, you push a little bit too more, and then you go back. And what I'm hoping is that. Um, by the time things get more complicated in a few months, we either get a better treatment or a vaccine to prevent it. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. But it's it's tough. It's tough. Uh, you know. You know. You win. You know. In in those cases, uh, what I realized that you will never like pick. You will never have the best solution. You know. 
Because no. It can be, you know, that you, at the beginning when they said that we will open everything again, everyone was happy, and now that happens again, they said, look, yeah. people are talking again, you know, you were too fast, you know. Yeah, you, of course. You can never make anyone happy at the end, you know. But, you know, That's they're... The they, of this, of being a decision maker, I mean, a leader, you know, you do your best, and uh, you, you take responsibility for your decision, and you correct. Exactly, you know, like Steve Jobs said in his book, in his biography, he said, you know, if you want to make everyone happy, you need to sell ice cream, you know. <laughs> you sell ice cream. <laughs> you, even there, you'll find someone saying the ice cream is not cold. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, my friend, I... What's I, in your mind today? In my mind, you know, I have every day something new, some question that uh, I need to answer. Yeah. I know that most of the time you have all the answer that 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 I Come want. On. Absolutely. Uh, no, no, let's say let's say we walk through it together. We yeah, work we together, work together, but you know, most of the time you can, you tell me things even if are not the things that I want to hear, but are the things yeah. that I need to hear. So you know that's why we are working on it. And the thing is, you know, pretty simple. Um, what are the investors? What what they want to hear? Also, oh, the question is, when you present your business raising money to an investor, what is it that the investors want to hear? Exactly. Okay. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a complex question. Mm. Um, and I hope we, we end up separating the parts of it to give an answer to each one of them. But I'll start with the simple basic. Yes. Best want to make money okay okay well that's actually a good answer okay so I'm trying to explain my situation you know my case right now I'm working on a on a platform you know and um, about the nightlife and as soon I have the prototype you know that I need the money to raise money to scale maybe to hire some soft some some people you know uh, to add more features on the platform so when I meet an investor, you know, and I have my business model presented, what we are doing, what we are solving, um, you know, with what the people I'm working with now, you know, how big is the company. And when I'm presenting the project, what should I tell them, you know, so that I have a better chance, that they listen more to me? Oh. Okay, that's in, that's interesting. That's a, that's a very good way to ask the question. So, uh, let's start with what investors want. Any investor mm -hmm. will tell you they want to make money. Okay. Yes. And each person that calls themselves investor will tell you that they have a formula, which is a few things that they look at to decide what to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, there are professional investors and non-professional investors. For now, I will deal with everyone the same. Okay. Mm. okay. Uh, and like I'm trying to say is you might talk to your dad, to a friend, and mm. they will invest in you because they just trust you, you know, because oh. they've known you forever. You just mm. call them. You say, hey, I need money. I need your support. They will give you the money. It has mm. nothing to do with the business. You know, mm -hmm. and at the beginning, um, mm -hmm. If an entrepreneur starts um, and you you don't have any savings, you don't have 
or you, you cannot build a prototype yourself or just to build a prototype, you have to be 100% focused on that. And then you cannot work on something else. You will need support. Usually the best way to start is to talk to people that, that you've known for 10 years that somehow, you know, will be able to give you some money. Okay. And the reality is not everybody in their network have those kind of people, you know, exactly. um, but everybody has a rich uncle or a wealthy friend or a rich girlfriend, you know what I mean? <laughs> that will just, you know, um, but usually that's how you start <laughs> because at the beginning you don't have a real business. You know, you're just really asking for someone, look, look me in the eyes, you know, I need your help and I'll give you the money back at some point. Okay. And if you don't have those type of people around you, uh, it's tough. Um, and you need to be smarter into how you partner with people. Because I want you to understand when you're talking to an employee slash employee, but to someone that you want to help you build what you're building and you cannot pay them, that is also an investor. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. When yes. you're trying to pitch a key employee into doing work for you for free at the beginning, or um, to uh, actually give you some guidance, you mm -hmm. are actually talking to an investor because, because you cannot pay them money. You're trying to exchange their time for your shares exactly. of the company. So exactly. you literally, those are your first investors. And I want you to understand that those people mm -hmm. uh, and all of the investors later will just want one thing. Am I going to make money with that? You know, this is really what they're looking for. No, this is not the family and friends. The family and friends, like I'm saying, is do I like Davide? Can I give him money? That's totally different, nothing to do with the business. But when you come to the business from your first employee until you do that IPO where you're asking people to give you value and you give them in return your shares, you are talking to an investor. And all they're thinking is, can I make money with that? You know, if I put my time here, will I make money? If I put money here, will I make more money? And money is just another way of looking at time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I give you money, really, I'm giving you time. Um, so mm -hmm. the main point is, can I make money? And each investor thinks that they have a formula on defining if they're going to make money with you. So mm -hmm. literally the first thing as an entrepreneur need, you need to do, when you're going to talk to an investor, you need to know what is the investor looking for. You understand? Mm -hmm. So you sh the best thing is before approaching an investor, talk to people who receive money from that investor and ask them, why did they invest in you? What is this guy looking for? Because like I'm saying, each investor have their own formula. Even if that formula works or doesn't work, but it's their formula. And they make decisions based on that. So the first thing you need to do is who is someone interested in my industry that mm -hmm. you're attacking mm -hmm. that is located around me because investors like investing close to them. Okay. which is another presentation they have mm -hmm. uh, 
because that gives them confidence. And so you need to be talking to people that were successful raising money with that investor mm-hmm. and asking them, what are they looking for? First thing. And you also ask that person, how is that investor? Will I be able to work with them? You know? Mm-hmm. 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 But, but so that's the first task of an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. knowing okay. your target. Okay? Okay. You need to know them. Same yeah. thing with your employees. You need to understand what, what is your employee looking for and, and, and make sure that your company gives it to them. Otherwise, you will attract great talent and they will leave. Can I, can I interrupt you very quickly, just a second? Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's take, it, let's take it from the first step, right? So uh, I need now to, serve, to looking for an, an investor. I never had something to do with an investor, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any of them. Uh, yeah. In this case, you know, I, I know it's in the in the entertainment industry, you know. Yeah. In this case, what are the tools or the platforms or maybe you know uh, the people? No, let's say it like that. The tools and the platform. Let's say let's say you don't know any person. You ask all the people, you know. Yeah. And, all the people say, you know, I don't know anyone. I did from off my home, you know, all the things. So, and you don't have any relative that can help you, any parents, uncle and uh, cousins and all those, those things. So which tools would you use to look for investors? Okay. So again, so this is a very different question than the first one. The first one is when I reach to an investor, what do they want to hear? Mm-hmm. And now you ask me a different question is how do I know, how do I find investors around me that can be interested in what I'm doing? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, we so start, I think we should start like this, you know, because at, at the beginning you need to, to find someone and then maybe after exactly. we find the process more, there you go. Take it from there. I agree. I agree. So the easiest way, you know, internet has solved so many things. And one of the easy thing is to look for local angel investors group. Okay. Okay. So you're in Zurich. I will check in Zurich for angel investors group. You know, you Google that angel investors. I'm sure there are clubs, there are group of people who are angel investors. Those are the people that will invest anywhere from ten thousand to two hundred thousand. Um, Mm-hmm. Others, um, which is uh, your euro is at one twelve, so uh, it's <laughs> it's a little bit less in euro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, so it's twelve percent less in euro. So the thing is, um, you will find those people, and you will listen. You know, and you will see if they invest in the entertainment industry. Uh, but that's the first approach is really find the local people. Um, so if you realize that the biggest angel investor group in your sector industry is not in Zurich, then you'll decide if you need to move to that city or not. Okay. It's usually why an entrepreneur moves around uh, because you follow the money. <laughs> you follow the money. <laughs> so you, you so, mean moving in another city, like just for a temporary period, temporarily, 
or maybe no no the thing is the thing is you know the thing is business is about network when mm -hmm. i mean network i don't mean networking i don't mean people going out and meeting people no that's not what i mean business about network that means when you meet someone mm -hmm. in an industry and you behave well with that person, that person will open up the door for you for all the other things you will need to grow your business. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking of building something that in 10, 15 years, you will be doing an IPO, you will be needing a lot of help along the way. Mm -hmm. And for you to go fast, you need people to be telling you how to avoid the mistake they already made. And the way you do that is by being part of a network. And the way you find a network is by being where the network are more people so you can be part of it. So mm. what I'm saying is you start in Zurich because that's where you are. Exactly. But that doesn't mean when you were in, when you started in Zurich, you had a different plan than the plan you have right now. So when your plan changed, you need to change the logistics. So if you have a big entertainment um, network, of investors mm -hmm. in Zurich, that's a good place to be. Mm -hmm. But in the future, if you realize that the biggest entertainment network is in Paris or is mm -hmm. in London or is in, I don't know where, you know, mm -hmm. or in another continent, you'll have to really think, should I move there so I can be part of that network to scale faster? Mm -hmm. And this, this is fundamental. This is one of the great things you need to solve. The great things you need to solve is not raising money. Uh -huh. Is how do I connect to a network of resources, money being just one more resource. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So you'll need the introduction. You'll need clients. You'll need a bunch of other things to make that company scale. And you'll need to be around the people that can make those introductions to you. Uh -huh. Or Okay, so like I said, I will start with angel, a group of angel investors in Zurich, but really what I would look for is where is the biggest angel investor network or angel investor group in the industry I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you just look online and when you look online, those people are looking for deals and usually what they will just ask you is send an email with your business plan or with what you want. They'll probably get on a phone call. You probably do some Zoom. And if they mm -hmm. like you, I'll introduce you to a, to, you'll come a demo day. So mm -hmm. another way to start as well is looking for incubators mm -hmm. that are, uh, that are in your sector. I don't really know about incubators, never use them, um, mm -hmm. never went through one, never uh, invest in companies, in demo days, I never did that. I don't mm -hmm. know how they work, how they don't work, but there, there's an example of big companies that came from there. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I don't understand, you know, some charge you money, some don't charge you money, you know, you don't know if they're lying to you or if they're not lying to you. You mm -hmm. know, I'm an independent guy uh, in terms of, um, I understand you have to be part of networks, but I usually try to build those networks, you know, but you see, the thing is, I don't understand if you're, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to build something and people want to charge you um, without some clarity. I don't, I don't mean that they shouldn't charge you. You know, some of them give good value, so it's okay that they do charge you. But then you have to do your own diligence to realize, does it make sense for me to pay that money or not? 
you know, if you're looking to raise money, so you need to be careful, you know, but mm -hmm. some, I don't, I think some, you just need to compete. And if you come in, they give you money by giving you space, giving you time, and then they introduce you to investors. Okay. Uh, so you said incubators, but, right? Yeah, incubators. Uh, mm -hmm. But but again, like I said, you, you you need to do your own due diligence. You know, you need to talk to people to be into those incubators. Mm -hmm. What happened to them? Did they get money? Did they get help? You know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, wonderful. Okay. So you know, the first step, first step is you know find your network. Maybe it's, if it's not in your country, it's somewhere else then move over there to find your space. I'm, I'm saying something very complicated because it's not that easy to move from city to city. You know what I mean? But um, what I'm trying to say is there is today, that doesn't mean tomorrow will be that way, but the way the world works today, there is a competitive advantage where a young company is closer to a network that can help them grow faster give them access to industries, contacts of people, tips, inside information. Um, when I mean inside information, I mean insight uh, from specialists from the industry that will help you. You know, there mm -hmm. is value. Um, okay. Maybe today with Zoom, you can build that through Zoom. You can build that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is any way you want to solve that, you have to be part of a network. You mm -hmm. have to. So you need to find your network. That's the first. You need to find a network that is related to your industry mm -hmm. so you can have access to knowledge and resources. That's the way it works. Okay, wonderful. So when I when I when I do the first step, you know, when I did the first step now that I find my network related to my industry, you know, and now I'm in this circle, you know, and I find a guy. Yes. And I find out you know, uh, what his formula is, you know? Yes. Yes. Then how do I proceed? You know, what okay. should I like, uh, you know, like, um, a presentation, if yes, what should I feel on it? What so, should I put on it? So let me, let me talk to the entrepreneur. Okay. So the thing with me is I've been both all the time. You yes. know, I build my own companies and then sometimes because I have a big idea, I go and raise money or not, you know, and, and sometimes I invest in companies or invest in, in, in ideas. So kind of all the time transit through all of them. And I can tell you one of the best things I've always learned in all my ventures is talking to investors, hmm. especially when they say no. Okay. okay. Um, Why? I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you because I mean, usually I've been so many times people have said no to me, you know, mm -hmm. so many times, especially in, it's, it's the part I hate the most about, um, about the thing of building businesses, but it's so necessary, you know, it's so necessary. Um, even if, for example, like now to realize I don't need investors, but I had to go through the process of talking to the investors I wanted. So right now, you know, so when I'm looking for investors, I'm just not looking for money. I'm looking for partners. So I'm looking for people that I think can help me accelerate certain things. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and I go, you know, usually they're very successful guys. 
you know, and I say, look, I have an idea that can disrupt your own industry. So this is an opportunity to be to jump in first, so you can be part of the disruptors in, instead of being disrupted. Okay, it's usually the way I approach this thing. Uh, yeah. So otherwise, why would they listen? Actually, it's different because I would never talk to someone who is already in this industry because maybe you know he can like, how can I say? So Copy. here goes the thing, here goes the thing, and that's the other thing. If you have an idea that they can copy in one conversation, you don't have a successful business model. Because a successful business model is something that even if I talk with someone in the industry, when I explain it to them, first of all, they will say it doesn't make sense because they're so used to what they're doing right now. Second, even if they think it makes sense, it will take their business so long to change the way they operate to look like mine that I'll that they won't do it. Mm -hmm. Because if you come with something that a winner in the industry can copy, do not build it because they will copy you anyway. Mm -hmm. You need mm -hmm. to build something that it will take them too much to copy because they will need to change their business model, their relationship with their provider, their relationship with everything, the way they build their business, the way they, their revenue model, they will need to change all that to adapt to what you're doing, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so usually that wouldn't, wouldn't work. So the way I look for partners is I approach two types of things. I approach people that are in the industry or I approach clients, big clients that I know that have a problem and ask them if they would be willing to finance a solution. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. Yes. So in the second, in, 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 so like I'm saying, because I do it like that, even when they say no, for me, it's beautiful conversation in itself because I get so much intel, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I do not talk just to investors. I really talk to strategic partners. So I can go to a client, a big client, for example, and I say, look, I know you have this problem. This is my solution. And I want you to fund me so I can build it and put it to market faster. Now, you're talking to someone that, that has the problem. So the conversation is all about um, the product, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that product conversation with them is about how much did you understand my problem? Mm -hmm. I'm talking if you're looking for money from, from a client. So say in your case, that you're in the entertainment industry, you can look at one of big entertainment platform right now that need innovation and they don't have innovation internally. And you mm -hmm. can approach them, say, look, mm -hmm. this is what I'm building. Do you think that will solve your issue? Do you think that will be a revenue stream you need for your platform? And when you listen to them, they will say, this works, this doesn't work. Even if they say, no, I won't give you money. But that conversation is invaluable. The amount of information you get. You have to understand that as an entrepreneur, really the business you're in is of gathering and processing information very fast so you mm -hmm. can make your next decision. That's really what you're doing. And, and at the beginning, your company is just a knowledge processing machine that you need to collect data from outside, transform that, and then make the next decision on how I push my company to grow. So, mm -hmm. or you can talk to someone that is actually serving the clients that you mm -hmm. want to approach mm -hmm. and you show them why their business model is flawed and you have a different, a different approach mm -hmm. and, and you would like them to help you out. So you have, like you said, you have to manage how much you give, but you shouldn't be afraid to talk. Mm -hmm. Because if they destroy you very fast, that's a very good thing for you because you can think deeper why you know what you're doing is worth it. 
Okay. Um, so actually, that's pretty good. So that's from personal. And what happened is, for example, in my case, this is uh, some just an, an anecdote. After talking to some investors, I realized I don't need them. You know, I don't need investors for now. It's better I I keep moving alone and keep pushing. You know, find ways, and 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 that's easier. I mean, um, if I ask you, sorry, you know, but that's for me personally, it's very important. So how? Did you realize that, that in this moment you don't need investor? What was you know the main point? Like I said, that's very personal. You'll have to go to the process uh, to see how you feel. Okay. okay? Well, yes. So what I'm saying is a personal experience. Doesn't mean everyone will feel the same way. Um, yes, I got it. Because what I realized is the reason few people I talk because I didn't talk to many either. I know I just talked to like four people I really wanted to work with. Um, mm -hmm. And because of that, you know, the conversation was very interesting because I've learned so much in their interaction. And what I realized was 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 difficult for them to grasp is at that level, they need more, they need the company to be uh, pushed further into the into the market. So they can have more proof before jumping in. Okay. Mm -hmm. None of them told me that my idea was bad. They actually say it's bold and they say there are many challenges. You know, and my answer, yes, of course there are many challenges. That's why it's gonna get done because few people will try to do it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but it's not that the challenges are unsolvable, it's part of my plan how to solve them. Um but all they were asking is, this is so bold. Uh, so I need, um, you need to be pushing further in the market before I jump in. The thing is, when I push further in the market, why would I need anyone to jump in? I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see the point then. <laughs> I, but I, I got the point what you mean about the person. Absolutely, absolutely, I got well, the point. You, 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 have to, you have to see that the process of building a business the company grow and you grow. You understand? You grow with the idea because you will be transformed by the new interaction with people. Okay? Mm -hmm. So so in general, investors want to understand two things. That yes. doesn't mean if they understand them, they will invest. No. They may invest or not invest, but they're really looking to understand two things. Mm -hmm. The first thing they want to understand is how big can your company be? Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. And they say 15 years from now, how big you think your company can be? In and which the way you, speak, you know, in revenues or maybe in, you know, how can I say in uh, maybe scale it in more countries? It's the same. The same. Okay. Um, how much can the company be worth? Mm -hmm. And that's depend on it's dependent on how many clients you can serve, how big the revenue is, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The first thing okay. they need to understand, are you, are you attacking a $10 million market, a $100 million market, or a billion dollar market, or a trillion dollar market? Which market you think you're attacking? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. the first thing they need to understand. They don't, it's, it's not enough to say how big the market is, is how big is the market you think you're getting in? Because that gives them a very, clear understanding of how big your vision is, how mm -hmm. ambitious you are. And, you know, and then the next thing is, 
Okay, so if you say the market is $100 billion, okay, how did you come with that? How did you come up with that number? So now they will see how detailed you are in analyzing what is your market and how, why you say that is your market and why you say you can attack it. You know, that, that, that's, that's really the first part of the conversation is about that, is how big is the market you think you're attacking and why do you think you can get a piece of it? Okay. I got it. Yes. That's really, that's really the real main. And, and, and I think if you don't solve that part, it's very difficult that you, you get to the next stage of the conversation. So meaning, you know, where you said, you know, they want to know how will you get a piece of that part, you know? So that's means, you know, that how with your product or service, will you solve in this market, in this industry, a problem. Exactly, because you start, this is the market. Mm -hmm. This is how the market is served today. Yes. The way the market is served today, there is a problem here. Not a problem. It's more like those people who want something different. Okay, mm -hmm. or this market can be bigger if you do this. Okay, so the next question is why the people serving this market are doing it. What is what is the reason they're not doing it? So now you'll be able to explain why because of the their business model, they've been successful, but the market have shifted and they haven't shifted with the market. Okay? Usually that's what happened. So when you become successful, you become complacent, you stop innovating, and you're you're your market is innovating all the time. They're changing. Their needs are changing all the time. So you realize that gap and you say, look, I'm looking from outside. I'm in this market. I'm a small player, but I realize those big players, they're serving a market that is dying because the bigger market is something else and they don't realize it. Okay? <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. That's usually, that's usually the why you do something. You understand? Otherwise, what are you doing? Because if you're saying, oh, this guy is selling banana, I'm going to sell banana too. Okay, good for you. But that's <laughs> not the reason why you, you, you say I have a big, a big business because the guy selling bananas will have more money than you already and they'll kill you. But the thing is, they say, no, they have a lot of money because they're serving a market, but the market is shifting. They don't realize it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is what they're not realizing. And this is how big this market is. Okay. Now you say, because they're not serving this, this is why I'm going to serve it. And this is how I'm going to do it. That mm -hmm. conversation about the market, when you find a very smart investor that is worth it, this is the main reason they keep talking to you or not. That conversation mm -hmm. can be five minutes, two minutes, one minute. It's not a time thing. It can be an hour. It's not a time thing. It's, it's if you have someone that really understands the sector, it can be one minute because they ask you two or three questions. Well, but that's a very... Good point, you know, to understand. You said before a very interesting thing, you know, that you that you look for most of the time you look for people that can accelerate you the process to to get what you want, right? You know. Yes. So it's what is more important: people, you know, investor that can give you money and maybe don't understand very well, you know, the industry or cannot help you very well, you know, in the I would in the stay network. Stay away from those people. You know, the guys working, people who just, you just look for money, that's at the, I think they're better at a later stage of the company, you know? 
when the company is already have revenue big and it's just a financial transaction, which is this is the value of my share. Give me your money and get out or have a seat on my board, maybe, you know, but at the beginning, what is valuable for you and for the people who already trust you is you having quality conversation with people who know what you're talking about, who are part of your industry. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Those are the conversations that make a difference long-term with you. Because those transform- those conversations are when you always win. Because even if they don't give me the money, but I take away, I go away with the knowledge. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yes. You need, mm-hmm. always need to be thinking that. It's like, okay, I'm going to ask for money, but if I don't get the money, is that a good conversation? Is that someone I want to remember me? Because maybe later I'll do business with them. Is that someone that during the conversation, they're going to ask me very tough questions to show me my flaws because they know where to ask and you go away with that. Okay. You you have to all the time. Remember it's time to knowledge. I mean, this is the most important concept when you're building anything is you need to maximize time that every action you make serve two or three objectives at the same time, Mm -hmm. especially at the beginning. Okay. Mm -hmm. Especially at the beginning. So you can go to a guy and say, hey, look, this is my business. Okay, this is the market I'm attacking. Oh, he knows the market. Boom, boom. Okay, what do you... So I said, first thing is talk about the market. I'll go about the second thing because the second thing is about you. But the first thing is about the market. Okay. So, and this guy ended up not giving you money, but went out with a great knowledge, understanding where your flaws are. You may ask that person, okay, you didn't invest now. Would you be interested later? That's another question you can ask. And the other question you can ask, do you know someone that could be interested at the stage I am right now? Because people will never say, I'm not investing. Just going to say, come later, you know, because they don't, they don't want to offend you. Uh, mm-hmm. But what if, if they don't put the money, that means they didn't invest. Don't, don't think that even if it's, oh, come later, it's, it's BS. Okay? They didn't invest. But what you can ask is, what should, what should I change in my business to make you interested? That's a very important question to ask. Wow. And the next question to ask is, at the stage I am right now, do you know anyone that could be interested? Because I know you are not, okay? Maybe you get no for those two, but those are incredible knowledge that you need to, 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 to catch. You know? I remember, you know, now that you're telling this, you know, these things, I remember, you know, I was like four months ago on a pitch, you know, for investors, you know, that people that people that had a startup, you know, they presented their, their product, you know, and, you know, some investors, they were very, very smart and they had a lot of knowledge in this industry. It was in the finance industry, you know, and, you know, they asked them questions and the people, you know, the, the, the entrepreneur that were presenting the product, they couldn't respond to all the questions, you know, but what happened, you know, after two months, I found out that they had, the same pitch, and the guy that didn't know all the, the answers to the question, they invested the money because, you know, he went home, said, okay, I don't know how to answer this. Now I need to find out how to solve those questions. And they go back with a solution. Exactly. That's a, now that, now. fundamental, fundamental. Okay. Mm-hmm. You need, you need to reduce your time to knowledge. What is it is you need to reduce how much time it takes you to find the knowledge, to give the answer to the challenge in front of you. You need to all the time working on that. 
you know, and and that's what I'm saying. At your stage, it's about talking to the right people that know about your industry. Someone yes. just giving you money right now is not really helping you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, actually, they may give you money so you work on the wrong solution and you lose two years. You lose two years. You, exactly, you lose two years building something in the wrong direction. You know, mm-hmm. because you have money. You say, oh, now I have money. So you, it's like I'm always, I'm always laughing when you see startups celebrating that they raise money. I mean, you don't celebrate raising money. You understand? You celebrate selling more. <laughs> exactly. You don't celebrate raising money from investors. I mean, that's the most stupid thing. Actually, whenever, in my case, if I raise money, I'm, I'm sad. Because that means I had to give a piece of okay, something sorry. that I think is worth more than the cash. And I'm doing a stupid exchange giving shares for cash because I haven't been able yet to solve the cash part. But every time you raise money, an entrepreneur should be unhappy about that because you're giving away more than you're getting in if you're just taking money. You understand? You look, you read Warren Buffett. So one of the very good things as an investor you do is to learn very fast is read Warren Buffett's um, um, letters from Berkshire from the beginning until now. And one thing that's always happened is whenever he bought something using Berkshire shares, mm-hmm. he's always unhappy about it. <laughs> you know, because, because he said, I should have used money because a dollar is worth, a dollar today will always be worth less tomorrow. That's uh-huh. the way it is because of inflation. Okay, because mm-hmm. of money printing, we call it money printing, but that's the way it is. It's debasing. So a dollar today will always be worth less than tomorrow. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. So people say, no, when you study finance, they say, no, a dollar tomorrow is worth, has to be worth more, blah, 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 because of interest rate. Look, man, if you really look at this thing, um, even with interest rate, you are always below. Let's say if you take gold standard, you're always debasing towards a more sticky money, a, more, a less, a less, a less fiat against non-fiat money. You're always debasing. So, so the thing is, he's always unhappy about the concept that he exchanged Berkshire shares mm-hmm. that create value against another company when he could have paid in cash because cash is a better arbitrage because by giving something that is losing money but is losing value, which is cash over time, for something that is gaining money, which is buying a company that generates revenue and profit. <laughs> and every time he did a deal using Berkshire shares, he always say it was a mistake, okay? It was a mistake. So a real entrepreneur, except if you're in the game of gaming investors to get their money, create valuation, and then do an arbitrage that they buy you out, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's a different game that is played in Silicon Valley and playing with very specific people that are in VC and in the board of big companies buying. That's another game. But let's stay in our world where we're really building some values. Mm-hmm. The worst thing I want to do is to give shares for money. Mm-hmm. Understand? Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be celebrating. Every time I see an entrepreneur celebrating how much they raise, it's me questioning if they know what they're doing, what they're building, you know, in terms of, or are they just playing a scam? You know what I mean? Is it, is it just a trick? Because you, you would never be happy to raise money against your shares. Really? Why would I do that? Unless I really need it. So because I really need it, 
I use it wisely and I do not celebrate. But whenever I sell more, I celebrate because that is money that generate more value for me without diluting, without diluting my shares. Exactly. So exactly. entrepreneurs should be obsessed with clients mm-hmm. and treat investors as a necessary evil, mm-hmm. at least from your point of view. Mm-hmm. Now, not all investors are the same. Now you can find, like I said, great investors that yes. will give you money, but more than everything, they will give you great insight help you scale faster. Those are the people you want close. And Mm. the guys you just want money from them, those are people you raise in a series B, series A later, you know, maybe never, hopefully never. Okay, so so you're saying if you can summarize everything again, you know, for people like me that are at the beginning, that are, you know, working on idea, you know, getting always more information, how to solve it, what is the problem, you know? And then, uh, you know, scale it. For people like me, the best thing to do in your case is to find people that can pay you with information, maybe, and don't give you money in cash, so that you can have a broader, you know, knowledge of your industry, you know, and maybe solve the problem that you didn't know before talking with this person. And maybe or maybe never have an investor that gives you money and maybe doesn't have any idea or not so big knowledge in your industry, right? Of course. If you come to me, you say, well, you know what? I need a million dollars because I'm going to build this. Okay. And I say, for a million dollars, how much of your company will I get? That's a very, and you say, you agree, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I will give you, let's say I will give you 50% of your company or I give you, because more than 50%, you shouldn't take. Because if you take more than 50%, the entrepreneur will feel, okay, I'm not working for you anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. But so let's say you say, no, no, and we agree, I'll give you $200,000 for 20% of your company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say that before you leave, you say, do you know any client that you can introduce me to to test my product? I say, yeah, I know one. I call that person. You go and visit that client. And the client gives you a contract for $200,000. Would you need my money? Of course not. And then you will regret everything. Because what happened is that $200,000 from a client creates two things. It gives you the money you need and validates your product. Exactly, and give you more information without having the pressure that at the end of the year the investor maybe wants to see. The pressure, you didn't have to give shares of your company to get those $200,000 from the client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From an investor, you'll give me 20% of your company. So what do you really want? You really want people that make you get closer to clients. You don't want people that only give you money. You want people that give you to clients. If they can put you in contact with clients without asking you for anything or giving you money, that's the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe when you get to the client, you realize the client will never buy my product unless I have this, this, and this. So now you go for the money only to do this, this, and this so you can go again and get that contract. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to be all the time focused on sales, all the time focused on clients, all the time 
and you raise money because you understand what you miss until you get the client. So mm. entrepreneurs, I mean, there's a very stupid culture of valuing investors as the primary reason for a startup. Mm-hmm. You understand? This is this is wrong. It's like you see all those people on Shark Tank, on blah, blah, blah. You see investors sitting at a table and blah, see, I'll invest. Come on, guys. That's not the way things are supposed to be. If you're an entrepreneur worth your while, you should be talking to clients. You should be closing contracts. You understand? Mm-hmm. If you look at if you look at Bill Gates, mm-hmm. what is his genius? His best product, he didn't build it. What he did is he closed a deal with IBM first for a product he didn't have. And then he went and bought that product, which is the DOS, for $500. And then he scaled and sold it. But his genius was the contract with IBM because instead of selling them the operative system, he signed a royalty for the rest of how many things that IBM is, is going gonna, is gonna to build. So every IBM machine will run on the Microsoft operating system. A system, when he went to that meeting and he told them he had it, he did not have it. Then he went. He said that, that he didn't have it. Or he said, he, I have He didn't have it. He did. No, when he's in that meeting, he said, what is the product you want? Mm-hmm. They gave him the characteristic of the product. He said, okay, let's sign a contract that I will give you that product. And it will be a royalty, a long-term royalty. You don't, I will not be selling you that software. The software stay for Microsoft. You pay me for each time you use it, okay, for each of your machine. And then we call on and we say, we need to go find that product. Mm-hmm. And they founded a programmer that did that, that, pro, that already system a long time ago and had it in his library between books and they bought it for $500, $500. And Microsoft is worth trillion. Trillion dollars for, wow. That. It was, you understand? So what I want you to understand is because he signed a contract. Now you need to understand why did he sign that contract? Because his mother made the introduction to the guy at IBM. Okay. So again, mm. it's a network thing being in front of the right clients first, mm. okay? Because it's about clients. Mm. Mm. So, you know, the, the, the incredible thing is that I sat down before, you know, with the things that I told you will tell me, you know, said, David, you present this, 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 and that will give you money. And now we stand up with a completely other vision that the real money maker are the people that can help you introducing to the potential clients or potential people that can, you know, help growing your products and maybe so, you know, trying to create a better solution that you didn't have before. Yes. Wow. That's it's all about clients. It's all about serving people. That's what it is. Wow. That's what a company is. It's about serving clients, serving your employees, and you need resource to do that. Then you partner with you partner with investors. But the thing is, you don't build a company to please investors. Investors make money because you please your people, and your people are your clients, 
and your employees. You understand? You please those guys. The company will make more revenue, better product, great idea, and investors will be more than happy. Now, if you focus on, on, on pleasing investors, I mean, you're looking on the wrong side. And, and I think that culture that we see on TV, on reality TV, you know, it's like Rambo is not real, you know? Terminator is not real. Superman is not real. That's why they're on TV. When you're mm-hmm. building business, those shark tank things, oh yeah, yes, how much I will give you. This is, this is BS, man. You mm-hmm. need to be talking to clients, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is how it is. You need to shift this thing, you know? And, but, but that's the one thing. But again, the first thing is, that's why you want conversation about the markets. This is my view of the market, how big it is. And then you can have a great interaction about the market. So now I still will say it's two things. The second thing mm-hmm. that they will focus on, that they should focus on, is you. What aspect of you? Businessman aspect of you, okay? Like I said, Bill Gates built Microsoft, not because he was a great programmer, but because he was a better businessman. Mm. Because in the end, he ended up selling a product he didn't build. He sold a product that he could sell. Okay? So as a businessman, your job is to close contracts with clients, with providers, with the people that will collaborate with you in your company. And to scale, okay? And you may, to do those things, you will have to probably change a lot from what you think you knew before. Now, if you're just a product guy, you can try to force your product on people. But if you're a businessman, you will hear and listen what is the product they want, and you will build that one even if it's a little different than what you thought it was. Even if, and maybe if it's completely different, the same way. Yes, the same way, because what you're trying to solve is the problem, maybe the solution. So we have to be in love with the problem, but not with the solution. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's maybe I also want the ego solve. part, right? Like, and for Sorry? Ego. Yes, That's- you can go there as well. When you focus on the problem that you need to solve, or when you focus on the vision, which is, I see my industry like that, I would like a different industry, that is the vision, you're in love with that part. Now, how do you get there, which is the product, will change. What you stay focused on, even big companies fail. Big companies that fail is because they become in love with their product. Instead of staying in love with the need, with the problem, with the service. Because as you stay in love with the service, the product needs to adapt to mm. keep giving that value. But when you're in love with the product, product is no longer serving that value, but you forgot because you become arrogant, okay? So as a businessman, what they will want to see is how much are you willing to do what it takes to keep moving forward? And prove it to me in some aspect of your life that you've been something unthinkable. And you have to show it. You know, great people doing interview, they don't even need to ask you for that. They lead you to telling them stories about yourself. And through the stories, they will see if you are the kind of person that will not tolerate failing. If you are the kind of person that will not stop until you get what you want, even if you need to change how you get it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you are the kind of person who can inspire people to, to help you do things, mm-hmm. you know, if you are driven, if you, and, and it doesn't mean that you need to look like a macho alpha or things like that. No, you can be a very quiet person, mm-hmm. <laughs> very low profile, but I will need to look in your life. People will look in your life. I mean, do, do you have real friends? Do you have real commitment with people? Do, do they, you understand? So because entrepreneurship is a function, you can be a great product guy, but maybe you're not the right person to be the CEO of the company. Maybe you need a founder, you know, because mm-hmm. the guy leading that company has to be someone that compromise, has to be a deal maker, has to be someone that can uh, inspire others to help him out has to be a great listener, a learner, you know, mm-hmm. someone that will not stop until they find the answer. Mm-hmm. Those are characteristic. If the guy understand his market, that means he understand how and why he's going to win because he can explain to you why the market has an opportunity. And then you look at the guy personally that told you that plan and he told you, this is my plan. This is how I'm going to win. And then this is the people I need. And this is, I need five type of people. I already have two, I already have three. And I need your money to, to, to hire the two more that I'm missing. That is someone worth, at least now you're really going to analyzing their product, how much do they really have. If you, don't, if you fail those two aspects in the first conversation, I don't think you don't, you don't even get a follow-up. So... What I understood in this part, and tell me if I'm wrong, please. Yeah. Is you don't you don't need to fall in love with your product, but you didn't but you need to fall in love with the process in finding the solution. You need to you need to stay in love with the vision, which is what you want to happen, exactly. which is the other side of what am I solving? You know, you need to stay focused on the problem, not on the product. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You need to be, you need to be focused on, let's say, I'll give you an example. Yes, please. Let's say I am interested in helping people be healthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I can take the approach. This is my goal. Okay. I want people to be healthy because of COVID-19. We realize as a population, we're not healthy enough. I'm going to work on that. So I can think that the solution is building a new hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is the problem? People healthy. What is my solution? I build an hospital. Okay, then I realize I can I can stop looking and I say, look, if I build an hospital, in reality I'm not. It's it's a it's a good solution, but it's not the best solution because what if I help people don't get sick, which is stay healthy, and instead of that I build a food company mm-hmm. that you know that is genetically the food is genetically connected to what mm-hmm. your body needs at that moment. So I build a biotech company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't get sick. Wow. Understand? It's the same problem I'm solving. I'm solving the same problem. Okay. So I might think that I need to build a hospital, but when I make my analysis of the hospital, I say, you know what? The incentives are misaligned because in reality, a hospital don't want me to be, healthy, a hospital need me to be sick so they to make money. 
the revenue model of a hospital maybe is the right <laughs> business model if I want a population to stay healthy. Okay. Wow. And then I, wow. And I think, no, so really, <laughs> and I said, no, no, what I really want is people to stay healthy. And maybe you end up building a biotech company with food. Okay. But you had the same vision, right? It's the, exactly a healthier population. You exactly. And, and as you learn, as you go through the process, you end up seeing what you need to build. So I may, I exaggerated, I made it dramatic. So you can see the clear example, okay? But if I'm a doctor, I can say, you know what? I'll build a hospital anyway. <laughs> okay, I'm crazy. Because maybe the biotech is better. So I have to forget who I am because that's the beauty. Like I said, personally, the best things of being creative, for me, it's not just about business people. It's not about business. It's, it's creation, the process of creation, the process of being a creator, the process of innovating is through the process, you get transformed. Mm -hmm. It's like yes. you know, in, in your first talk, it's like, or one of your talks that you did, uh, can knowledge be a, be a prison, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly, you know, the, the, the same, you know, because when you do it, you said, if I'm a doctor, I said, well, I, I want to build a hospital because I'm a doctor. I learned what I, I know right now. So, you know, with my knowledge that I think it's the right way, maybe at the end it's the wrong way, you know, because I use only what, what I knew. Wow, Will, oh my God. Yeah. So I, I hope you get, you get, I know, you know, sometimes it's, and that's why I like those conversations with you because you help me put down the bigger, the bigger um, understanding, but I think it's necessary to have both because if you get the bigger understanding, it will always help you to adapt as you move, you know? So I said, okay, go to the, go online, go to um, um, angel, angel groups, um, talk to people, get the network. Okay, but that's not the bigger point is really, but, but stay, stay in love with the product, with the solution, with the, with the problem, focus mm -hmm. on clients, okay? Focus mm -hmm. on learning. And exactly. you have to hate, hate, raising money because every time if you have something good and you're raising money you're giving something that is going to lose value which is money for something that is going to gain value which is a successful business that client love that is generating profit <laughs> for years so i want to change now my question that i asked you at the beginning of our talk yeah. the question was yeah. what the investor want to hear and now my question after that amazing talk that I can bring with me is, do I need an investor? That's a very good question. That's a very that, good question. And that I think in this video, the people that are in my situation, like you yes. were maybe, yes. they, I think they can profit a lot from this conversation. Thank exactly. you very much, my brother. I really appreciate Love that. You. Take care. <laughs> Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.